Hi, I'm Roy Collin, and I'm the creator of the podcast. You can find everything about me and the five podcasts on bio.link forward slash podcaster, and you'll find it in the QR code there. I'd also like to thank my sponsors. If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety free in six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard Anxiety Solution Program Company offers a six weeks system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear, measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to permanentanxietysolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you have high blood pressure or want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. Get a $50 discount with my code ROY. Go to zona.com slash discount slash ROY and you'll see the QR code for all my sponsors down at the end. Quality Polish manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metals. If you'd like a brochure, you see it in the QR code and you just let us know if you would like a quotation shipped internationally and very competitive rates. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Welcome to the Speaking Podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. We're also on YouTube. You find the links in the podcast description. I'm a podcasting coach. I've got four other podcasts. And you'll find everything on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today is an author and an activist. Please welcome Sandy Strain. Nice to be here, Roy. Thanks for having me. You no, know, I'm looking forward to this because I've actually I've got your book here and I've read it and it's actually excellent. But you might okay. let the listeners know a little bit more. <laughs> Who's Sandy? Uh, I'm just a regular human being, I guess, uh, like everybody else with my uh, struggles, my ups and downs. Uh, technically, I'm a lawyer by profession, but that's not how I identify myself at all. Uh, just a human being. And in the past few years, I felt like I had uh, so many difficulties internally that I really started to delve into, you know, how can I feel better myself inside? <laughs> how do I feel better? And I uh, just uh, read a lot, meditated a lot, watched a million talks, everything. And uh, in the end, I was taking a lot of notes. I call them my sanity notes. So I was taking notes, papers everywhere. And just trying to make sense of things. And um, in the end, I kind of feel well. And I did turn it into a book called The Courage uh, Circle. And it's my pieces of my puzzle of how I came to pretty much function and feel well, no matter what's going on around me. And so now I guess I'm at the point of wanting to share that and hoping that some of my pieces of my puzzle are some of the pieces of other people's puzzles so that People can walk around in this world, you know, feeling better. And then when they do, they do behaviors that are just healthier. And who knows how that's contagious, right? Excellent. So I suppose before we delve into the book, because I'm looking forward to this, because uh, there's a lot of things that I picked out on. But mm. your your own kind of speaking journey, because obviously when you're, you know, a lawyer, you have to, you know, be competent speaking and you're, you're there. But prior to that, what was your own kind of speaking journey? Um, so I would say when I was younger, I was not on a speaking journey. I was probably more quiet and not expressing myself or expressing what I think so much. And, um, you know, uh, more, you know, making sure everybody else is happy and everybody else is happy with me uh, of what I do. So I would say I was not a speaking journey. Um, and then um, I guess in my uh, 30s, I started teaching 
um, some conferences, legal conferences. So I got a bit more comfortable with speaking there, but it was certainly terrifying and I, at the beginning. And then I did that for the past 15, 20 years. And now uh, with this book, that's really inspired me to speak out. It actually takes me a ton of courage to do this, even though I've been speaking for so many years, legal aspects, but to do a, you know podcasts and to speak on these issues is very new for me. Social media is very new for me, uh, but I guess I'm motivated enough to do it. And, and so I'm kind of just handling the nervousness or the fear of doing it and doing it anyway, as uh, people say. And so that's why I'm here, because I feel like I it's something I should do. Brilliant. And with kind of the legal side, because I'm not sure what kind of area that you, you were kind of representing, but I know just from a circle that I know, a lot of solicitor, it's actually, it can be a fairly depressing job because of the different cases and everything. I'm not sure is that similar in, in the States, <laughs> but I know that from a lot uh, of people that I, I've come across. Yeah, well, I'm in Canada, actually, and I wasn't doing that kind of practice. So I worked a little bit in companies, but then I started just teaching non-lawyers, basically, about contracts. So I didn't really deal much with lawyers at all. And it was <laughs> so with uh, purchasing professionals, and I was teaching, uh, you know, seminars kind of how to deal with contracts when you're not a lawyer so educational so i don't think i've had their experiences okay okay so like i know the book you're kind of doing workshops so you might kind of talk about your workshops kind of what exactly they entail and how you kind of structure them and then we'll delve a bit into the, the book sure i'd love to i don't exactly consider them workshops because i'm not teaching and i'm not lecturing anybody in this group i call them more a circle and so we meet, um, you know, about twice a week. There's two different groups in yoga studios. And I didn't realize, but what I do at the beginning is very, um, sets really the tone for the room. And at the beginning, we all introduce ourselves kind of with our titles. So I start with my, you know, legal title. Everybody else says I'm a programmer, I'm an architect and this and that. And then we actually drop all these titles. I ask everyone to forget about their titles, forget about their kids, forget about their cats and dogs, and just you know, try to deal with each other uh, as human beings in the room, you know, from a deeper place, from our essence or from our inner being. And um, once we do that, and then we do a little bit of uh, practice of what I consider to be healthy listening, because there's different types of listening. And um, most, I, I don't know if they should even be categorized as the word listening. So once we do a bit of that, then we just discuss a new topic every week. Um, but with that base, that base of, you know, dropping this comparing of, you know, titles and experiences and all that and just being there. Uh, and with the practice of listening, people are just very, very open right away, actually. And so, you know, they share about their own, you know, struggles, experiences, uh, whatever else is going on. And uh, the wisdom and the honesty in the room is just so wonderful, the encouragement. So it feels to me like a bit of a, a dream world. And it's not that there isn't pain or sadness in it, but it's just honest. So, uh, and there's no, you know, judging and demeaning and things that the world thinks is normal. It's not normal in my opinion. Um, but this sense of openness and honesty um, and encouraging is just, uh, it's, it's a wonderful place to just be, you know? So I love doing it myself. And I think that people enjoy having a space where they can just come and be themselves basically yeah, excellent and i mean i think that's something that 
every little town and city needs? Is it something that you can kind of facilitate training people that can do the exact same around the world? Uh, well, for me, what I think it starts with is actually you. So the Courage Circle, even though the book's called Courage Circle, I didn't you know, know I would do eventual physical circles with other people because for me, it's a circle around yourself. So you have to, you know, uh, find your own courage, your own peace inside, your own learn how to set boundaries and all the other things that I uh, talk about in the book. And then when you, you know, live that way yourself, um, that does tend to impact your world around you. It's not like you're trying to control everybody around you, but the way you are just does naturally uh, impact your world around you. So uh, it's my belief that each person that just kind of takes care of himself in this way and learns to kind of operate under this good operating system will um, be contagious or impact others around them kind of naturally. So I don't think I could do a thousand circles around the world. It's just me, but each person that kind of delves into themselves and arrives at a place where they, you know, uh, can feel well, I think will just impact the people around them uh, just naturally. So how I would go about doing this more, I don't really know. Right now I'm just doing this week and we'll see how it goes. I'm doing these podcasts. I hope they're also helpful at... Um, just re redefining what is normal in our world so that people do not just tolerate behaviors that are not healthy, basically. Excellent. And like just prior to recording, we were talking about, you know, that there's very few people are reading now. And mm-hmm. like with, because I, I read about a hundred books a year. I love reading. And what I loved about this, and I think, why I would encourage people to read it is a lot of times you can get a book and it's like a chapter is, you know, 50 pages. And I think people think about that and everything, but you've got small little snippets, but they're actually what I found is when I'm reading it and it doesn't happen with every book is you go into deep thought. And I love that because basically you, you're kind of sharing your story or you're mentioning something about it. And then you go, well, you don't, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I go into my own little uh, bubble inside, and and I like that because it's like oh, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like thought. So I mean, th- th- there's a lot of different things that um that 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 I've kind of gone through on this. So if I just kind of touch on kind of the key words and perhaps in so so no, the, yeah, like. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there was one avoiding feelings. Mm, yeah. So that's, for me, that's one of the first steps. It's not like the whole step, but one of the biggest mistakes, not mistakes, uh, you know, things that's been happening for the past 5,000 years, I guess, is uh, this demonization of emotions. So we think emotions are like bad or wrong or weird or I shouldn't have them or something. And in fact, I think it's the opposite. So our emotions are very natural and healthy and they guide us. So they are our internal guidance system. So you know, if you feel sad, that's not a bad thing. It's natural and healthy. And it's telling you that you need something or that you need to move in a different direction. So, you know, maybe you're lonely and you need to try to make a friend or maybe you need to get out there. Or um, so that would be sad. Or maybe you just need time to grieve a loss. So it's not something bad or I shouldn't feel this or I shouldn't feel that. Uh, and the other one is uh, that common people push down is anger. So anger is also a very healthy emotion. It allows us to know 
you know, where we should set a boundary or where we need to act in our life. You know, this doesn't, I feel disrespected. So uh, maybe I need to do this or that. Um, of course, anger doesn't mean you get to behave aggressively or lash out at people, but we're talking about just feeling anger is healthy and normal. Just having the feeling itself and then sitting with yourself and trying to understand why you feel it and what's going on with you. That's perfectly healthy. So when we stop demonization, demonizing our emotions and start listening to them instead and see what's going on, you know, we actually start to feel our body and we get out of just being in the thoughts, you know, the thinking head, which I call the calculator, I guess, where we're just kind of analyzing. We're actually feeling what's going on. Uh, and then eventually with time, you know, we, you know, these emotions will process and we will feel them and they will pass through us. Um, and then we start to just live more in the body, which means we feel things. So we feel the air, we feel our the energy, we feel trees, we feel life. Um, we just feel, we feel, we sense life more instead of living in the head, which is just basically uh, a calculator uh, and not really our essence, which is, I would say, a bit more, you can look to your heart or your guts or something that's more in the body uh, to live in yourself, you know, in your deeper self. Um, and like we would mm -hmm. say the, the anger is like, because a lot of people, there's two types, because some people, they just go screaming and they go, and others suppress it and they push it down. Yeah. And yeah. I think just to become conscious of the feeling and sometimes mm -hmm. without screaming, but let people know, look, you have created something oh, yeah. that isn't normal and i think it becomes more empowering when you can do that instead of kind of going you know somebody's in the wrong and they're doing something bad but you just don't want to disrupt the thing that you're pushing it down and i think a lot of people mm -hmm. do that and then it just is like a bomb that just mm -hmm. you know, eventually people snap so right. by, by being in control it. of your emotions mm -hmm. that doesn't happen yeah, so suppressing, suppressing your emotions is just gonna, I think, lead to, you know, physical unwellness, you know, because you're not actually processing them, and you're not allowing the energy to move in the body. So that doesn't help you. And then, like I said, you know, screaming at someone, that's not feeling your emotion, that's lashing out at somebody, that's something else. Feeling your emotion means oh, I feel like myself getting really revved up inside and now I'm going to allow myself to feel it and understand why I feel it. I don't get to do anything to anyone just because I feel angry, but it's important to actually feel it uh, completely and understand why. And then, you know, if you want to do some actions by yourself that can help you discharge this feeling, whether it's running or, you know, burning some letters or doing something else, that's fine, but it doesn't give you the uh, right to do something to other people just because you're, angry it does give you information though you know what for example i feel disrespected talking to roy you know the way he speaks to me i feel so disrespected i'm starting to feel angry then i get to make a choice maybe i won't talk to roy anymore right because i listen to my anger maybe i'm not going to do this anymore i'm not talking to you because you i'm feeling disrespected so that's where you have power actually to make choices based on listening to your feelings you know so it's a very important first step in terms of re uh, finding your power of what you can do in your life and not blaming the other person oh roy should stop being rude roy should stop whatever no i should remove myself from the situation um you know and do what i need to do uh, to make sure that i'm okay so when you operate your life all the time looking at 
you know, what am I to do as opposed to Roy is bad or someone's doing something bad. It really, um, you know, it's a very uh, healthy way of operating, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I like what I've seen in life as well is sometimes people, because they've got friends from an early age or their circle, they believe that, ah, but they're my friends. And like, yeah. I believe that, look, you have bridges, you have to break some bridges, but new ones will form. And it's like when you feel that you're not being respected, there's no point in having a screaming match and then a cams down and then it's grand again a couple of days later when you know that this is just wrong. And I have done that. And it, like I, I've been guilty of it before, just kind of thinking, ah, it'll be grand. And as soon as you kind of cut somebody out of your life, both male and female, mm. you never regret it. Well, I haven't. <laughs> it's a, I've never went back and go, I shouldn't have done that or whatever. It's always been the right decision. And it's like... Yeah. No so if that's what yeah if that's what felt right for you that's uh you know then you're doing what's healthy for you and that's the way to go but you know I'm, it could be different i've had to do many different things in my life and it's very difficult it's not like it's easy right you're gonna have horrible feelings of being alone and lost and all those things but if you're taking care of yourself meaning i'm responsible for myself and for my well-being and this is constantly something that's hurting me or causing me stress then for sure, you could try to talk to the person, you could try this, you could try that, but eventually, ultimately, you're responsible for your own well-being. And if it's disrupting this well-being, then you have to do what you have to do for yourself, right? So I guess that's the Absolutely. choices you made, and and uh, that's a bit of an unknown, but I guess uh, that's the way to go. Yeah, and I mean, mm -hmm. based on kind of the other side of that thing, because there's another part you've read, seeing yourself as a victim. Yeah. So, so that's kind of goes into it because sometimes it's people that you cut the ties with but that's how they see themselves as the victim uh yeah with seniors i mean it's a complex uh, topics but my experience first of all is that people have a hard time actually the opposite problem that they have a hard time actually seeing that they were hurt like kind of you know people are told like don't be a victim don't be a victim so they're actually having a hard time feeling for themselves so i'd say the opposite problem is the bigger one to actually feel your pain, right? Feel like, oh my God, this was like so hard for me. And this was horrible experience and it was tough. So first of all, I would start with the opposite, meaning yes, feel your pain and hurt completely. You know, that's part of uh, experiencing, like I'm saying the reality and the truth of what's happening in your body and the pain will eventually pass, but we need to, to feel it, right? Um, but then, you know, once we felt it, we can definitely try to pull ourselves out of situations. You know, one thing that really helps could be to, you know, and it's not about blaming or who's at fault, but just trying to see what part you played in something. Like, even if it's 2% part, you know, like, how did I participate in this situation? You know, did I stay there longer? Did I, you know, just to find your part without blaming yourself, without being hard on yourself, just to see because that actually empowers you to see, okay, well, I'm not going to do that next time or something else. Even if it's 1%, it can really help. And even if you don't find that 1%, you can try to see like, okay, what am I going to do now about this? What can I do now? What can I say? What can I speak in? Pretty much I find, you know, we can always find something that we can do or that we play a part of. And I would even go to extremes in saying how much we can really realize that we play a part in everything that's going on in our world 
So, you know, a lot of people are very unhappy about the war that's going on, you know, between Russia and Ukraine, obviously. And so can we spend a moment and think, how are we playing a part in creating instead of blaming, oh, this should happen that, you know, how are we playing a part in that? Are we ourselves being very nationalistic? So then we're perpetuating big nationalism, right? Are we, you know, not being uh, accepting of different, I don't know. I mean, each person can look themselves, but I certainly always look to what am I doing? It doesn't mean I'm going to solve everything, but it means I'm not going to always be blaming the world or thinking everybody else has to do something in this world or trying to control them. I'm just going to really take ownership of my life and do what I have to do that feels right for me. And that's kind of the way I operate. I'm not looking to the outside to decide what I have to do or to approve of me or to tell me, you know, this or that. And that's where we can walk around life feeling very relaxed actually, because we're internally, uh, we're more internally uh, driven, we're validated internally, we're motivated internally, uh, as opposed to what we've usually been trained is to look at the outside, you know, to approve of you, to tell you you're okay, you're not okay, you're doing this right, you're not doing this right, right? So instead of looking outside, we start to look inside and get our answers and get our drive and get everything else you know a lot of it from there excellent and i suppose like because i know you talk about grounding as well which is something i yeah. do all the time i love going oh, barefoot yeah. out in the garden and <laughs> oh, everything really? okay yeah, I, 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 I do yeah. too yeah. yeah i think it just yeah. it, it definitely mm-hmm. connects you with uh with yeah. the earth yeah grounding is super important again it's a lot of it is about being in the body instead of being in the head right whether we're in our power in our heart and our guts all these things instead of just kind of it's almost like you're escaping into thinking as opposed to you know feeling yourself in the world and I do believe uh, being barefoot on the ground is super important um not only you know there's all kinds of electromagnetic stuff that happens and who knows what you know in our connection with the earth and energy and all that stuff but Um, You know, at a very basic level for me, uh, especially when you're feeling, someone's feeling very anxious or worried or whatever, so they're very much in their thoughts, right? And they're not in the body. And so if you're not in the body, it's almost like you're a bit, like you're floating, like you're not safe, right? So when you feel the ground, you feel safe because you're not like going to fall or float. So it might seem like a, a, a weird analogy, but I think it's actually true. Like when we feel you know, you sit on the floor, you just feel safe, you know, so whatever thoughts you might have, have can help you feel just safety, like you're not going to fall down or, or float away or be blown away with the wind, right? So I really recommend walking barefoot or just sitting on the, you know, on the grass um, when you're struggling. And even when you're not struggling, you know, to enjoy and get the energy from the earth and whatever else it who knows how it gives it to us, but there's definitely some connection happening there no, uh, with our bodies, right? It's like a like a grounding uh, electrical stuff in the house, right? It needs to get grounded. And I, I do think there's something in us that's the same. You know, that's what I feel, at least in, in my body. No, definitely. And what I noticed is, like, even if I'm walking around, I'm, I know when I'm in flow, when everything is right, and I mm. can feel it when there's something mm. off. And then, like, mm-hmm. I try to trying to see okay what's going on what's going on and get it back in line but i know straight away there's something off i just don't feel right now right. and so when you feel not right you look inside instead of looking at the head right like yeah. oh i shouldn't be doing this i should whenever you say the word should you're definitely in, not in the right zone of trying to find answers 
But instead of, I should do this, I should do this. You can go to, what do I feel? Yeah. What am I feeling right now? You know, am I feeling sad? Am I feeling a bit scared? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling, you know, go a bit more to the feeling because then it'll let you know what you need to do. You know, it'll be a, a, a your guidance is there. Your inner compass, as they call it. Oh, definitely. And like, I know you kind of do meditation as well. So I'd like to know what kind of meditation that you're doing. And you touch on the <laughs> breath work as well, because breath, you know, grounding and the breath, because most people aren't even breathing properly. And, mm. you know, it's so just like curious how, what way you do it. And are you teaching that in your circles as well? Uh, you know, when I was doing, like I said, those few years of looking and everything, I just listen to anything and everything. So I'm no expert in anything, but if something sounds right, sometimes these Himalayan bowls or chanting or whatever. It's not that I follow necessarily the whole, you know, world of that, but it really gets us in the body again because we're listening. You know, listening is actually um, in the present, right? So it's not a thought in the head. We're actually listening. So for some people, music can do it. Uh, breathing can do it. Tai Chi could do it or yoga or anything else that where you're feeling martial arts, obviously, um, but one simple exercise that I use often is to, you know, it's part of grounding as well, is to kind of breathe in and feel like you're sucking up the ground, like the energy from the ground, like really high up. And then to bring the thoughts all the way back down and to follow that into the body. Like, you know, when you exhale to take all the head energy, all the electricity in the head and put it back down into the ground i mean that often works well just a long exhale um some people also use the inhale for like four seven eight is a very nice one you inhale for four you hold for seven and you exhale for eight if you just do that a few times it definitely brings your body back you know down into a feeling grounded and feeling in your body and less in the head you know so those could be tried, but there's so many apps. There's a wonderful app called Insight Timer that's free that has a million things on it. So that one I would uh, recommend if people are interested. And when you're doing the circles in, uh, how long? Is it an hour or two hours or what's the jury? Or does it vary? Uh, it's usually about an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, about an hour and a half. Uh, the one I did uh, two days ago, our discussion was, uh, what is pe putting people down? So that's what we were all discussing. Everyone was discussing their points of view and how they experienced it and, you know, all kinds of things. It was just absolutely fascinating uh, discussion. And the next one that I have today, our topic is going to be, is something actually wrong with me? You know, so we're going to talk about all the messages people have given. I'm sure I know some of what's going to come. You know, people are given the constant message that something is wrong with them. And so unfortunately, they spend a good part of their life trying to fix themselves where at least in my opinion, there's nothing to fix. You're just fine just the way you are uh, inside. And uh, you might have gotten hurt or you might have emotions processed from the past or traumas and all kinds of things, but it doesn't mean something is wrong with you. It just means you've had difficult experiences of whatever kind. So uh, that discussion should be interesting today. And um, that's something very interesting to start to notice how many times Pretty much all the time, uh, you will experience so many people giving you that message, whether it's their tone of voice or words of, you know, something is wrong with you or putting you down or doing something like that. It's just such a common way of behaving as if it's normal. And it's just so 
wonderful for me to sit in a room uh, with the people in the courage circle that attend and to just not have that energy. And, you know, it's 15, 20 people that barely know each other, all different races, cultures and ages and everything else. And it's possible because I, I live it every single week. It's actually possible. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, the power of words, you know, we just look at even talking to plants and everything and like with the cell. And when you look at sometimes even the parent, how they talk to the child or the spouse yeah. is talking to each other. Yeah. And sometimes they think it's just words, but the reality, it's going deep within. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the tone of voice is really what matters a lot, too. Right. Like not just the words, but the tone, um, you know, that's always telling you you're you're bad, you're wrong, you're that, you know, when you hear that all day, every day for imagine a kid all day hearing like, you're so stupid, you're, oh, you can't do this, right? You can never do anything right. This is not good enough. This is not. So obviously they're going to grow up thinking that something is wrong with them or that they're, you know, that something is off, but is that actually true? I don't think so. When, when I just curious your thoughts on the best way to deal with that, because I think we've all been in situations where you're either in a supermarket and you see somebody doing that to the child or in the mm. school or something like that. And most people tend to, it's not my problem and just turn away. But mm. are we guilty of allowing it to spiral by just kind of intervening? It's a hard one. And I'm yeah, just curious <laughs> your thoughts on that one. Well, I mean, you know, every person needs to decide for themselves, you know, what they feel they should do in their life. So I can't really say what anybody else should do, but it's, you know, in my experience, sometimes I have intervened, sometimes I haven't. I've done things in different ways, depending what I, you know, what I witnessed. But uh, yeah, there was actually the true story. Just last week, there was, uh, when we speak about feeling your anger, actually, maybe this is a good story because last week I was sitting in a coffee shop and there was a guy who was really, I mean, whatever, some, a man in his 30s or 40s and he was really like nasty with the other guy he was sitting with. Like, it was bad. I guess he was his employee and I'm not sure, but the tone, voice and the constants, I was just sitting there and eventually I started getting really angry inside, right? because I'm listening to this and it was so frustrating. And then I had to, you know, realize first of all, oh my God, I'm really getting angry here. What do I want to do? And realizing that I cannot, you know, control other people or tell them what to do or, um, you know, necessarily uh, preach or anything else. Um, I just, you know, looked at him and he looked at me and I thought, you know, do I actually want to say something or not? And, he didn't look like he's going to attack me or anything because maybe I would have made a different choice with that, you know, the level of anger he had, I might've chosen differently. But in that moment, I just decided to say, he's like, what? And I was like, well, I said, do you want to know what I think? And he said, yeah, okay, go ahead. And I go, are you sure you really want to know what I'm feeling? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I just want you to know. And I said it in this tone, I'm feeling a little bit angry inside because of the way that I'm hearing you speak to this person. Just like that. He goes, oh, really? Sorry, you know, I've had bad sleep and this and that, and I don't know what, and you know, made all kinds, but it's not an excuse. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm just telling you how I feel. That's all. And so where that goes and what happens there, you know, who knows? That's not in my control. I just kind of express what I felt without lashing out. But I felt in that moment to do it. So I, so I did it. It's not something I do every day or all the time, but in that moment, I felt to do it. So yes, I did. 
But I think that's the best way to do it as well is because sometimes people, when they intervene, they do it in an aggressive mode. And there's no way that's going to lead. Like, staying calm and just going up to someone and say, look, I just like it. Because you have to try to come from their side because, you know, whether it's the child that's annoying them or because sometimes it's something else. It could be a financial thing that they're just frustrated because of that and taking out the child. But if you can remain calm as you're having the conversation, then yeah. it doesn't affect, uh, you know, it doesn't spiral into an argument. The kind of person can sometimes take a step back, acknowledge it and actually make a shift. It can happen. Yeah. But, you know, it's really, really important also to separate the person from the behavior. I mean, for me, that's absolutely critical, like not to be, you know, even if someone's doing a behavior that's not okay, or you think it's not okay, at least, it doesn't mean their person is evil or bad or anything else, right? Because we don't know their whole life and everything that they went through. But we can absolutely say that we might have the opinion that this behavior is not okay. So it's possible to be very, you know, clear about, the behavior not being okay, but the person, yes, being okay at the same time, right? You can do that. And so um, that doesn't mean we don't set boundaries, right? So I think a lot of us are raised, well, some of us are raised learning uh, empathy and then using that as an excuse for behavior, right? So if you just understand, oh, they've had a bad day, that's why they're yelling their heads off. Oh, okay, I understand. So then we excuse the behavior. But it's possible to separate that and say, I understand, and this behavior is not okay, like both. I'm not going to tolerate the behavior, but I'm not going to be deeply hating you or anything, but I'm not going to tolerate that behavior, and I might put boundaries about it. And maybe I'll never even talk to you again, because you're, you know, who knows what, but I'm still not against you. It is possible not to be against or hateful to the other person and not even talk to them ever again. That's possible. You know, it's because of the current behavior that they did, or maybe you need to process pain or whatever else it is. So I wouldn't use it like as an excuse, but like this separation anyways, it helps me realize and to, you know, not be against or hateful to any human being because we don't know their whole story and we don't know everything they went through. So what's there to hate, right? They're like you, you went through all kinds of things. I went through all kinds of things and I've done a million behaviors of all kinds, right? And I'm not going to hate myself. I'm going to understand myself. You know, I'm going to understand myself for what, you know, anything I've done and said, I'm going to just look and understand why and how, and, you know, be kind to myself about it with understanding. And then if somebody does that, right, if they've gone through themselves and understand themselves so fully, you kind of understand everybody else because you realize, oh, okay, they have their whole thing, you know, whatever it was that they must, you know, I don't need to figure it all out, Roy, wait. Your whole life has been, but I'm sure it's, you know, whatever. It's been tough. Everyone has all kinds of things. So I'm not going to be hard on you, but I will be very strict with my boundaries, but I won't be hard on you, right? There's a big difference. Yeah. It's kind of leading on to that then is kind of forgiveness, the act of forgiveness. Because like I personally, because I went through losing mm. a lot of businesses, losing everything, basically mm. my own houses and the whole lot and Mm. and then there was kind of anger based on different people that had caused this and yeah. it was through meditation guided meditation that i went through a process and I, I i believe one it was like gratitude but the the other one which i think is this is the most was the act of forgiveness 
So I was kept saying, okay, like I forgive you. Easy ones, some are simple. You can do it, anything. Other ones that cost, mm. they take a bit of time. But what I did actually was mm. bringing it back to that you have unconditional love for a child. You look mm. at any baby and mm. then you realize it's external forces that are actually you know, changing that. And that's the way mm. I looked at it. I was like, did that person come into this world wanting to be like this? They're mm. acting on something that happened to them. And just through that whole process, I was able to give mm. forgiveness because I believe like you're, you know, it's in your own cells because yeah. they're not feeling your uh, annoyance and just anger towards them. It's yeah. when you have anger, it's you have anger within. And yeah. I think the forgiveness is actually the most important thing anyone could start practicing. Oh, wonderful. Nice to hear that you're able to do that really for yourself. Right. It's for yourself. Exactly. It's yeah, yeah, you don't realize it. it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the similar experiences for sure, but it's normal to have phases of anger and hurt and whatever. And that can't be rushed. You know, it takes the time that it takes, but eventually again, like if you're trying to be responsible for yourself and feel well yourself, you, you eventually realize that this, you know, anger and hurt that you might be holding on to for too long is hurting you, right? And because you want to be well. So I went through that kind of same thing. At some point, I decided like, okay, I'm ready to heal, or I'm ready to feel okay. And therefore, I'm ready, you know, to forgive this person so that I can feel okay. And, and again, part of what you're saying, realizing, okay, maybe they didn't intend everything or know everything, or they had their own things. So they weren't necessarily just you know, evil inside or something like that. They just had their own whatever was going on and that led to those behaviors and that helps for sure to be able to forgive again and separating the behavior from the person um, helps. So I'm glad you got to that. That was very big for me as well when we're able to to walk around actually forgiving all the time, right? Then you become just the person that's just always forgiving like no matter what you do okay maybe i'll set a boundary i don't like it but it's you're forgiven right away kind of, right you can almost do that at some point uh, you touched as well on uh, wanting justice so you might just kind of touch on that a little bit because i thought that was good uh, as well. yeah that one i wrote just because you know if you've tried you know compassion and forgiveness and healing and you felt our emotion and whatever and you're just still holding on to this idea of you know, revenge or things have to come around and go around or be equal or they deserve, I don't know what. So I just suggested as an, an idea that came to my mind is, okay, fine. So if you actually want justice, so make the whole thing just like why only pick your event that you had with this person to make some kind of justice there? Why not make the whole thing just? So maybe make their whole life just, you know, did they have a whole just life, this other person, how they were raised or treated or everything like just make the whole picture just fine like go ahead and do that but you know necessarily just trying to fix this one line this one event that happened with you that's not really justice anyways I mean that's just one little event of the whole picture so it was just a thought to try to help people to let go of this idea of um, uh, justice and revenge or something like that and look a little bit more towards just healing yourself and the rest will take care of itself excellent and just uh finally because i mean there's a lot of things i could touch on but i don't want to be you know <laughs> we I, can I want talk later actually, if you like <laughs> I, I want people to actually go go and get the book and just look because it's a really enjoyable read but the oh, butterfly you. effect you actually touch on that as well so you might just kind of mention the butterfly effect 
Yeah, so the butterfly effect is, um, it's a mathematical concept where um, the example that was given is that, you know, the, the wings of a butterfly flapping, so something very, very minute can actually have big impact at a later time, for example, changing the direction of a tornado or a hurricane or something like that. So, uh, and mathematically, um, it's actually true, right? So a small something can actually create, you know, huge things in the future, huge change and whatever. So when you walk around knowing that, for me anyways, I don't try to think like, okay, I have to do some big thing or who knows what, you know, sometimes just smiling at someone really changes the whole direction of their day and then life, right? Like every little thing actually changes everything, right? If you think about it, every sentence we're saying today changes everything in the whole world, right? Because your direction now changed mine and whoever listened, everything just moved slightly differently. And then it's some other new direction. So this I find is a very fascinating uh, idea to just be aware of all the time and also take you away from feeling you need to like change the whole world or save the whole world or doing things like that. So just doing small things and letting it go, I think can have who knows what impact and how, and um, I'm sure it does. So you can think about that and just smile at someone. And uh, I'm sure that has huge impact. I, I think even if you kind of look at driving, because you've two you've two choices, you know, if somebody I mean obviously there's reckless driving, but so if somebody does something, you know, you can be aggressive, eat the horn and just and then they can be thinking about it, or maybe perhaps they're new at driving or just having a bad day. You don't know what's going on. There could be a baby screaming in the back and everything, which in turn could have a knock-on effect later on because they're thinking of that. Or on the opposite everything, side of the fence, you see somebody, everything. you just slow down, let somebody out, you open the door, you hold the door open. For, what what I have actually found mm. is I I just have a habit. I've, I've always do that. I'll always hold the door. If I see somebody coming in, I, I will never close the door on somebody's face. And I, I've, I'm seeing that it, it's, it's happening a lot with a lot of people, the younger generation. They don't do that. It's just kind of, but it's something I've always done. And the amount of times that even if it's a guy that's tattooed on the face and everything, I've noticed they're the ones that say thank you. Mm. You know, so not to be judging anybody or looking, yeah. just do so what's right. you have right. a habit of kindness. That's a wonderful habit. Yeah. And I just <laughs> and by doing that, then my son, my youngest child, he's not he sees that, so he does that as mm. well. I mean, I even see him when I'm shopping if he's going along and I'm looking and he stops. He's stopping mm. because there's somebody else going across like that, and it's just you know a little most, respect. It's, yeah. yeah, it's little, and so these little yeah. things people see it, yeah. and then they actually replicate it because they actually appreciate it by by seeing it, oh, and then yeah. they're conscious of it, and they can do it. So that's yeah. how we make that's how we make change in the world. Just the little, I agree. little things. I agree. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Listen, thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, Sandy. So you might let people know how can they get in contact with you. Um. Well, I just have a website, so it's called the Courage circle.com so that's where if somebody comes to montreal and wants to come to the courage circle you're welcome to come or if you want information or to contact me so just on the website Brilliant. and what i would actually say is personally i think if you can start doing this online to get more people involved and because it's brilliant for people in montreal to be able to do it but i think just by having gone through the whole lot and just having the conversation with yourself i think that in itself will have a massive impact in the world as well. Because if you've got all these different groups of people of different religions, 
ethnicity, everything, and just having full respect and just re- removing the titles. That's how we'll make change in the world. So I, I encourage oh, you to start doing that because yeah. you definitely have a gift. You have a gift with words and you can feel your compassion as, as you do, which others will as well. And I think by perhaps making them the world your circle instead of just oh. Montreal. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Okay. Thanks very much. I'll make sure I put the, the website bought on the audio and the video. Thanks, Ray. It was a pleasure to meet you. No problem. Pleasure meeting you too. So that's all for the Speaking Podcast. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com. As mentioned, we're on BitChute and YouTube. And you'll find my podcast coaching along my four other podcasts, including the Meditation Podcast. If you want to actually get grounded and have some nice meditation, via that link forward slash podcaster. Until next week, take care. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You'll find everything about me on bio.link forward slash podcaster with all my podcasts and you find it you see in the QR code in the graphic that's shown. I'd like again to thank my sponsors. So if you or someone you know struggling with anxiety and want to know how to be 100% anxiety free six weeks without therapy or drugs, Daniel Packard's Anxiety Solution Program company offers a six-week system that permanently solves anxiety at an astounding 90% success rate. People who join the program only pay at the end once they have clear, measurable results. If you're interested in learning more, go to permanentanxietysolutions.com where you can book a free consultation with Daniel. Do you fight blood pressure and or want to get off the meds? Doctors are amazed at what Zona Plus can do. You can get a $50 discount with my code Roy, zona.com slash discount slash Roy. And you'll see it in the QR code as well as Daniel's QR code. Quality manufacturer of metal products for telecommunication and workshop equipment and other metal materials. you see the brochure there in the QR code. And let me know if you would like a quotation shipped internationally at very competitive price. I'd like to thank all my sponsors and also all my listeners. Be sure to give me a thumbs up. Five-star rating, share with your friends. Really helps. And I also have a video on how to give a five-star rating because a lot of people have wrote to me asking me that they don't know how to do that. Until next week, take care.